Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Pornhub Podcast. We are living through what I hope is a revolution right now. Um, and that is for sure heavily affecting the porn world as well, um, which is far overdue and extremely urgent. The black performer's experience in porn is something I always actually thought I kind of maybe had a small understanding of at least, um, very ignorantly, um, as an Asian performer, as a person of color, I thought that maybe it's kind of like, oh, it's it's the same for all of us. And while there's most definitely racism at play against all people of color in porn, we need to address right now how the black performers are being treated and branded in our industry. Um, our guest today is Lotus Lane, who is an activist, a writer, a mother, and a porn star. Um, I asked her to come on the show to speak on the black experience in porn and open our eyes to the open our eyes further to the injustice that's going on, um, and also to educate us on how we can better the industry moving forward. This was an incredibly eye-opening conversation for me. Um, I'm determined to make it the first of many. Um, yeah, and, and I hope you enjoy. So Lotus, you are an activist, a writer, and a porn star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which one of those came first? Um, okay, I guess I always had a sort of an activist spirit within me, but literally all of the the things came after becoming a porn star so that that was a one of the things that helped make a lot of my other dreams come true um people wanted me to write for them with my opinion as like an adult entertainer or you know the unique perspective that i might have seen different things on set or whatever my opinion is on sexual things and then um as far as activism that also got you know i actually got active I'm saying that so much, but uh, <laughs> like in the adult industry, because I saw how deeply overregulated the industry was like trying to be like how, how OSHA was trying to be on our industry and outside entities that didn't even have any input from adult ent entertainment. So I just kind of saw the bias that the society had against our work. And I really saw that the work was professional, you know? Um, so I, I wanted to advocate for that unfairness. <laughs> it's really interesting that you say it was overregulated because I think I, you know, like as long as I've been in porn, like we've always been this group that kind of um, is proud of the fact that we're like self-governed, yeah. you know, not always for the best, but we are. <laughs> um, but like now that you put it like that. It's true. The people that do try to regulate us are, they have nothing to do with sex work. They have yeah, no idea they, what it's like to have sex 
for money. Yeah. When they were trying to impose condoms and, and things like that nature, you know, people that have sex like on a regular basis, that kind of condoms, especially on stop go sex when you're filming and having to take cuts is not um is not appropriate to the, you know, the fora and flana down there, it makes it rough. You get more prone to, you know, rashes or rips and small tears and, you know, then infections and then like all kinds of bad stuff. So yes, we know better what to do with our bodies and how to regulate our bodies because we are the professionals that use our bodies in this, you know, hypersexual way that, you know, regular society just doesn't, um, do in their normal everyday sex lives, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how long have you been in porn? Uh, since 2012. <laughs> 2012. So I'm very bad at math. I know. Um, <laughs> That's why I just said the number. <laughs> eight, eight years? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and you're actually on the board of the FSC, which is the Free Speech Coalition. And I, I think you are our representative. If yeah, I'm so, right? yeah, I'm not on the board. I am actually an employee there. So I'm industry relations advocate. I created my position, um, you know, in 2017. I saw that things had kind of died down with each campaign um, that we would win, like Prop 60 or Measure B or like those kinds of things when we as an industry would fight against those outside regulations that I was just talking about. And then once the, the fanfare would die down, then there was no real like interaction with performers and FSC and maybe they weren't really even understanding what performers needs were in the meantime. That's how I felt. What, so I what kind of- is, <laughs> what is the free speech coalition? Cause like, even as someone in the industry, like I, I am not, I have not been like politically active at all um, in the industry really. And like, I think even in like in the last month, even a lot of things have changed for me personally. Like I've just had my eyes open to a lot of injustices yeah. and just like, you know, really fucked up things, not just about the industry, but the world. Right. And right. that's kind of where we're at. I think as, as uh, like a, a people a right society. now, I guess you yeah. Could say. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like, for me, like when I think of the free speech coalition, I kind of feel like that's kind of the closest thing we have to a union, not that we're unionized. Yeah. Like what, what, what are they? Uh, it's a trade organization, technically. Um, it's a nonprofit. And basically in the early 90s, um, all of the major production studios that were kind of getting, um, I guess they were getting obscenity charges against them from like the federal government and stuff like that. And they banded their money together to kind of fight all of these charges. So they'd have, you know, you know, we're better, we're better in numbers, you know, we're better unified. So they, you know, got lawyers and they were able to fight all of these cases against them for obscenity that would have really outlawed um, the industry as we know and it. And I believe so, those, those were the charges against <laughs> John Stagliano and Max so. Hardcore, right? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Wow, that's what started the FSC? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So it was, um, it was pretty historic i don't know if people realize but if that would have gone the other way the way we see it and know it now it would have it wouldn't be produced in the same way it wouldn't look the same way we wouldn't probably have so much to choose from you know Mm -hmm. um it would probably have to be really underground or pirated and like bad bad quality i mean people talk about things that need to be improved in the industry now we're getting there um you know, more than ever, which is really exciting. But I think FSC kind of was the first thing in like legitimizing the industry because it banded us together um, in a legal standing way. And even now we, 
you know, fight legal um, issues or make the in- industry aware of them. Like we lobbied um, against AB 2389 in California, which would have tried to have us, um, you know, all kinds of sex workers from cam girls to strippers be um, fingerprinted and put in a database of like sex workers that have to have this um, state mandated training. So those are the kinds of harmful laws that we're talking about and legislation mm-hmm. that people may not even be aware that we're like making sure don't get passed into law because mm-hmm. once that becomes something, then again, adult industry, as we know, it wouldn't look the same because I think the scary, the scariest <laughs> thing about like those proposed laws is that like, they're so seemingly good. Right. You so- know what I mean? Like when you hear on paper from outside of the industry, like why wouldn't they want condoms? in their scenes, right? Like that just seems like an obvious answer. And then, you know, like even, um, just, you know, like, or people will say, Oh no, like, um, porn, porn and child, child porn trafficking, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's, it's so like, only we would know these things, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. Because we are the ones in the actual scenes on the sets, knowing our coworkers are not trafficked individuals you know Mm -hmm. we know they have like husbands wives girlfriends friends and roommates that they live with we we know it we are Mm -hmm. not like held against why do you think that is like such a common narrative like why why is it that like the world so badly wants to see us as victims um i think honestly like they they like to sensationalize like our issues, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the crazy, you know, porn star trope or like even issues like when we actually are speaking seriously about us being assaulted on set or having those kinds of grievances, I think it kind of reinforces in some people's mind is like, oh, they don't even want to be there. All these things are happening. Mm-hmm. And maybe they overlap these narratives in their minds because mm-hmm. they're not the same narrative. You know, someone being pimped by a trafficker um, is not, I mean, I've, I've worked in different areas of the, like from independent to mainstream and I've not seen trafficked people that people on the outside world would like to think exist in our world, you know? No, me neither. Um, Not a single time, actually. Yeah. So, So. I mean, the narrative is really wrong and really just skewed. I think you just think of all of the sex world is like skeevy. If they have that moral mentality already from the start, it just Mm -hmm. kind of like naturally they lump things together in that unbiased fashion. And that just Mm -hmm. sucks. It also just seems like the world just so like wants to see sex as a bad thing like that any anything that supports that yeah yeah they already have those ideas in their their moral compass and in their mind this just solidifies it anything bad they hear about it solidifies it as opposed to any other industry like you know the airline industry that has like drunk pilots or something that doesn't mean every pilot is a drunkard you know no mm-hmm. one makes that connotation in their mind but I mean, there's so many industries that people have, they are just human. We have issues. And I mm-hmm. think they just like, like to amplify it on our industry because it seems sensational. These are people that they watch and it's like, look at them, all this drama, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's, it's really a weird I, I suppose. I mean, 
I think I'm guilty of that too, though. Like, even like when I look at Hollywood, like I'm only interested in the scandalous stories. Well, I'm not yeah, interested I mean, in hearing about a well-adjusted, you know, child actor. Like that's not interesting to <laughs> yeah. me at all. Yeah, I was just thinking about Amanda Bynes earlier, actually. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, like I'm following like everyone in her life on Instagram just because <laughs> I'm like maybe they'll post something crazy about her. Um, but but, yeah, maybe it's just human nature. You know, we just. Um, we like mm-hmm. to like gawk and awe and that's just part of the effect, unfortunately. But uh, mm. it's, it is kind of cool to be humanized in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because once the shock and awe effect wears off of the novelty when you're like in your early years of porn, you, you do enjoy being treated like a human that's just very sexual, you know, mm-hmm. just very open with their sexual expression as opposed to like, a sex doll or a sex robot or a sex mm-hmm. gadget that they could just pick up off the wall and just fucking bounce and throw off. Do you think that's something that also comes with age? Maybe I I'm think so. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I really did enjoy being just like a little fuck bounced all yeah. around. And I enjoyed like, you know, having my little like, random dudes that I had like in my cachet of who I would call. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, I guess. But I think now as an older woman, as a more mature woman, I uh, really do like knowing what pleases me and what really turns me on. And in that case, I feel like the sex that I do have now is more intense and more purposeful and just like way more. I don't have shitty sex. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't have shitty sex stories to relate to. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So same. And I think like, and I've been thinking about that a lot too lately, but I, I kind of feel like it's also just the fact that shitty sex comes from lack of communication, which is like a term we just like have beaten to death in porn yeah. communication, yeah. communication, communication. But it's so true. And it's like, and that really is what it comes down to. Because when we're younger, we're not able to communicate these you're things. You're not we're comfortable not... with it yet. No. You're not communicating have... like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have rather died than to, like, tell, uh, like, a sex partner, I don't like my pussy eating that way. Please do it this way. Oh, I my God. Rather die. I know. I literally, like, refused to even have my pussy eaten before because I didn't want to talk about it. I was <laughs> yeah. just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was like way younger, you know? I remember do you that think, moment. Um, do you think that the, that kind of sexual confidence? For, so for me personally, like I completely feel like I gained that sexual confidence in porn. Of course, I matured in porn. I grew up in porn. Like, but like I don't know that if I didn't work every day among people who are forced to communicate about sex where that's your job that's your body you have to take care of it you have to make the job fun like I don't know that I would be in this place where I am today even as a 35 year old woman I don't know that I'd be so comfortable saying I want my pussy eaten this way and like no yeah that's true because okay I I started later in porn I started when I was 30 it was my dirty 30 birthday to my gift to myself um but I had had a sexual life all in my 20s, you know, of hookups and boyfriends and all of this. And I realized once I did get in the industry, because I thought, you know, oh, I'm so, I know it all now. You know, I'm a yep. grown woman. I know how to do everything. Um, I did not know how to do everything. Is I did not know how to communicate. I didn't know how to negotiate things because there were uh, moments where it's, 
I, it's weird because I never had a moment where I felt like necessarily assaulted or taken advantage of on set, but I'm just like, Oh, if I could have communicated this, I might've enjoyed that experience better. And it was nobody's fault. It was just like, sure. Oh, okay. That's when these talks come into play. You know, that's when I say, this is how I like this, or this is how I do this, or this is how I prepare for this. Um, you let me know when you're ready for this and then we can do it that way. And that works. And then you have yeah. a perfect outcome, not like a weird, uncoordinated, what the fuck did he just do? A fucking outcome where you're like looking at yourself like, did that really <laughs> just happen? Well, yeah, because like nobody knew what was going to happen and shit just like popped off randomly. And it's so ironic because it's like, it, it's actually so much less awkward to do it the way that you think you avoid because right, it might be awkward, you think right? it's going to be awkward because you're being so explicit. But then once you know, you're like, oh, okay, here comes a like booty flip. All right, I got it. Yeah, but, you know, like I was ready, writing for that part. You know, it's so good. I didn't realize you got into porn at 30. Like how did that happen? What, what, what were the steps that led you to that? To be quite honest, it was because I did have a kid. Um, I had a kid around 25 and I was just like, I am about to raise a kid with this false pretense of you can grow up to be anything you want to be and do anything you want, anything, mm -hmm. keyword being anything. And I just hadn't done that anything myself. And I was like, what a fucking lie. What a hypocrite. And I was just like, cause I had always wanted to be involved in sex industry, sex world, some way, somehow it was just like, so like mystical to me, but like a fantasy. And I was like, no, you know, I'm a good girl. I was raised in a good family. I don't have issues. So what would be my reason? And, yes. you know, like the narrative that they play, you know, like I yes. said, that kind of gets played into society. And then I was just like, why does there have to be a negative reason to enjoy my sexuality? And I just kind of came to this feeling that I was like, all right, like I need to do this by, by the time I'm 30. And if I still am of like the same sound in my, I'll just like do it. Cause I'm never going to look this way again. <laughs> you know, I'm going to only, mm -hmm. you know, decline. And then like, miraculously I'm not, I'm like actually aging like wine, but, <laughs> <laughs> but <you laughs> that's know. a whole other story. Um, that's part of joining the industry. Like it like rejuvenated me even more. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love hearing that because you know, as I've spoken about so much, like I've been contemplating having a kid, not having a kid. I've done porn. Is it okay for me? Like, you know, would it be selfish of me? And you know what? Like I came to the same fucking conclusion that you just said. It's like, for me, it's like, how am I supposed to raise a kid and tell him you can do anything you want, regardless of what people say, like just yeah. be a good person when yeah. I myself am not going to continue doing what I want to do. Yeah. Like that's so... I got to practice what I preach, right? Exactly, so yeah, and I don't think a kid is going to benefit from having a miserable mother, you know, that's mm -hmm. like held back. <laughs> you know, I I wouldn't want to like burst at the seams in like a random moment of like frustration because I never got to do what I wanted to do. So, yeah, and I think that by living my truth, it, it really is a like example for my kid that they can be fearless too. Um you know, maybe they want to be an Olympian or something, or maybe they want to like write a important novel. There's so many things that people can do that are probably holding them back. They're super scary because they seem too big, but like, I don't know, you can just research and try. And I don't know, people would be surprised how um, possible things are. 
for <laughs> sure. For sure. So uh, as we all know, like the world has been, I mean, in, I guess like in my eyes, I want to say it's been progressing extremely fast, but it hasn't. It's like very, 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 I feel like due and delayed. Um, yeah. <laughs> same with like, you know, I guess, I guess anything to do with human rights, feminism even. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, so we've all been talking about black lives matter. Um, these horrible, horrible, horrible things have happened and it's all, it's opened a lot of our eyes for the very first time to a lot of issues that the black community has been dealing with forever. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and the rest of us are just now catching on. And that has definitely trickled into porn. Right. Which is great. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk to you about that because, you know, porn is unfair to black people. Porn is racist. I, yeah. I think is that a fair statement? Yeah. And that was one of the things um, I guess I underestimated when I got in. It, I actually did get warned about that. Um, I used to read oh. some porn director's blog. I can't even remember his name anymore. But um, he like, I was like, yeah, I want to come out and like try to do my first porn scene. I'm just going to let you know that it is really hard for black girls. And I was like, oh, okay, well, like, yeah, things are hard. I get it. You know, I'm black. I, I get it. But I just didn't get how like amplified they were because um, I guess when you're working at a retail store or like some other kind of normal job, it's not as explicit that people can't work with you or won't work with you or are waiting to work with you just because you're black. Like you're, mm -hmm. you know, so that was more explicit or that like you're, dependence on work hours or how much money you're going to get or whatever was because of the amount of black people that were already working that may have already mm -hmm. taken that spot. And so that was really like eye opening for me because I guess as a, as a mixed person, I was always categorized as mixed and there's no mixed in porn. You're just black. Like no. even the lightest, lightest, lightest girls are black, which is not a problem. It's just like so different than what you're treated as in the outside world. So that that was just kind of eye opening. Um, you just said there. a lot there um, that I think like um, I think like maybe the listeners won't be aware of. Um, <laughs> but in in porn, there is this practice that a lot of non-black women wait to shoot their first quote-unquote IR scene, which just means a scene with a black man. Yeah. Um, and they sell it for a premium. I did it. It's the thing I am most ashamed about in my entire career. I can only say that I didn't know better. Yeah, um, I mean, when I should have, you know? honestly, it's something that a lot of people are just now being aware of. Even now, I, I didn't even think about it when I first got in, not that it was being available. Mm -hmm. to me. I just didn't think of the wider connotations of it existing until more people started talking about it, the more I was in the industry and heard more people's opinions on it. So I, I think that's like actually a really, um, that applies to so many things going on in porn right now, um, including like with, you know, the the racism and the sexual allegations and stuff like a lot of it is stuff that we have really completely normalized. And yeah. now that so many people are talking about it, we're like, hey, wait a second. That's super fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And you 
may not even at the time have realized how fucked up it was like case in point. I thought it was so funny to watch like Mrs. Doubtfire uh, recently. And I was like, Robin Williams, it's the best. It's so funny. And then he was like making all this, like, <laughs> like derogatory, like man in a dress, like jokes. And I was just like, I to keep explaining to my kid. I was like, Oh, well, you know, back then it wasn't really like known that, and you can't really say. And I was just like, what? yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Things here and there. And I was just like, Oh, this would be totally cringe if they made that these days. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. We just have to kind of like learn the things that may have, been funny or I like at the expense of other people aren't really worth it. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And is that like, forgive me for not knowing, but like it, when a non black performer is holding out for like their like first IR scene, let's say, um, quote unquote, it, are they, is that are black women included in that? Like for lesbian scenes? No. Nobody I've like thought of, of their first IR with me for like anything except for um once jokingly I think I was doing a, a lesbian scene with Aaliyah Love and it was um like I was like strap on fucking her but with mm-hmm. like a black dildo and she kind of like was like oh like my first my first IR like, yeah first IR, like in a kind of joking way like she's just taking a picture with the black like dildo with her pussy there like to fool her fans or whatever mm-hmm. uh I participated in that I didn't again mm-hmm. think about what that meant or what like did, at what the time did you like I was playing I don't even think she was being malicious she's one of my closest friends right we were just both playing into the you know environment that was created like kind of like feel like at the time like was it did you find it funny at the time even yeah 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 maybe even flattering because maybe that was the only way I could participate in that kind of Mm -hmm. thing that is so common in the industry yeah there's these like things that people get to participate in and um as a black performer you don't get to participate them in is in, in them as often like um the boat cruise things like sometimes there's like lesbian scenes that are on boats you know and like super sexy like Miami Beach but I don't see that many black girls on the boat scenes or like all lesbian girl scenes on the mm, boat like, interesting flown to exotic places all together type thing you know so there's some of those moments in in the industry that we just miss out on and so mm-hmm. maybe it didn't feel flattering to just get to participate in that kind of BBC first or whatever first IR moment mm-hmm. Uh, that's really interesting that you say that because and like I think you know recently so so blacked.com is actually like a pretty recent site as as you know relative to how long we've been in porn like it's only been around for a couple of years and and blacked is actually a company that's been known to shoot black girls very beautifully right which is not Like, I mean, I, you know, when I first got into porn, I shot so many fucking massage scenes and just basically like Asian centric scenes. And like those, I I have to say, like, generally, those types of scenes, the Asian ones, the black ones, the, you know, like whatever niche, like it's not the highest quality production. You don't feel the most beautiful on set. It's a little bit budget, right? (laughs) Those ones for sure. 
but like Blacked is a company like owned by the Vixen Group, and like they have been known to do these like really high budget productions and like shoot girls really beautifully. Like so, but but they're also problematic because they are owned by white people. Yeah. They are completely capitalizing on black skin color. That, right? and they actually don't shoot black women that often. That's been the oh. um, issue is they shoot mostly just black men with white women. So they really, really, really solidified this like image in the, the consumer's mind that IR or interracial is purely black man, white woman, which is also like a super um, taking it back to the slave times tropes yeah. um, kind of uh, racial trope. And so us as a modern society and as modern people in the industry just want to um, push that forward into the the 21st century of what people's thoughts really are on what interracial is, which is all mixing of races. It could be black and Asian. It could be white and Mexican. It could be Latinos and Puerto, you know, I don't know, everything. It's right, literally right. all races mixed and, I, and not just the very standard black man, white woman thing, which is so rooted in like American racism and slavery history kind of tropes. Also, like, it just makes me realize that like, I am in the industry, right? And, and granted, I'm not, I'm no longer shooting mainstream porn, which might be like why I'm so, you know, I didn't know that about blacked, but like, well, it's it's not your like, yeah, that's true. It's like, not like, I would really, yeah. But like, also, like, it, it just makes me realize that if I am this close to the industry, I'm in the industry, and I was under the impression that, like, yeah, Blacked is this company that shoots Black girls so beautifully, like, it, it's, that's almost like another level of gaslighting, because it's like, like, no, that yeah. they don't even do that. Yeah, so that, that's been the issue that, I mean, a lot of us did recently bring to the table to Blacked, um, the, the current new um, representatives at Black now that Greg Lansky is no longer there. And I think they're a little bit more open to hearing from Black women uh, the input that would be a little bit more inclusive uh, in making that moniker Black mean what it really means. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm you, interested in that, seeing that develop in the future. For sure. And like I'm seeing so many things on social media where like um, – you know, even within the black community, it seems pretty divided. Like some people are straight up like take down blacks. Like we yeah. want to cancel blacks. Yeah. We're like, and you're saying that like, we want to make it better. Like, uh, I mean, I always think that you have to give people a moment to improve. Even if mm-hmm. for you, it seems like a long time. Um, sometimes people don't mature and they're in their forties, you know, but we still give them a moment to speak and to be listened to and heard. Um, and I think, you know, when people, sometimes when people get accused and maybe they weren't aware that they're such a terrible person, mm-hmm. they need to be given a moment to correct that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that moment is not as quick as some people would like to demand, but mm-hmm. I don't think. I feel comfortable being judge and jury on how long that takes people to get to a point of like, you know, learning is a long, hard process. Sometimes people don't have the right tools at first, you know, um, sometimes they don't have the right people around them, giving them the right information. Mm -hmm. Um, the same can be said for when girls have bad experiences entering porn. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't know until you know, 
And then given the fact that, you know, people are now making it so apparently evident how hurtful um, the word black is minus the, uh, you know, black woman, you know, being elevated as well. It kind of makes it, you know, so real to them that now it's like, yeah, obviously we have to deal with this. They put out a statement, I think Vixen recently, uh, the media group. Um, so same with a lot of people's criticisms with Avian, you know, I get the criticisms, but at the same time, it has been maybe like a week or two days or something. Like, can we give people the moment to change and show us what change looks like before we say canceled, um, not good enough, I don't believe you, uh, because mm-hmm. we ourselves aren't perfect. The people that mm-hmm. are demanding these entities get better, you know, so like we should also be better in like letting them a chance to get better. For sure. I think one sentiment that I've been seeing going around a lot lately is, you know, um, I, I, I'm not going to like do it justice, but it's something along the lines of like normalize changing your opinion once you have new information. Yeah. And I think that's really, I mean, like, obviously I can't speak for the black community. I have, no idea what it's like but like I do think that it is very dangerous like even with the bless you me too movement and all all of these things like I I do I personally do find cancel culture to be very dangerous and I don't see us growing as people or as a society that way no not at all um cancel culture imagine cancel culture is like the guillotine like then those people are like not able to contribute to society ever again, whether they improve, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have the possibility improve down the line. And I just think, um, it stunts growth. Yeah, it does. It stunts growth. And gosh, I mean, imagine, I couldn't imagine what it would feel like to be canceled. That would, that would, yeah, that would feel very alone and dark. And I don't want to like, just put people in an alone, dark place. That's why yeah. do you want to do that. You know, for sure, for sure. Um, so I had a conversation with Lexington Steel on this podcast actually a while back, and we were talking about terms like interracial, BBC, um, which is Big Black Cock. Um, and you know, like I know that that's a pretty like controversial topic. I I think a lot of people are saying those are ugly terms. Let's just get rid of them. Also, I'm hearing a lot of people saying, and this is how Lex felt at the time, maybe he's changed his mind since, is that, you know, without these categories like IR, BBC, um, the, like the black community in porn will, I guess, for lack of a better term, cease to exist. Um, that that is the majority of the work. And, and I can, from the Asian perspective, I can say that that probably on some level would be true for us. Um, when I first got into porn, I would say the first three years I was in porn, I was shooting 80 to 90% Asian scenes. Yeah, I could not have made a living without those scenes as much as it is super fucking racist. <laughs> yeah. To, you know, put me in a kimono or like some Chinese outfit. I'm not even Chinese. And, you know, have me be a masseuse every single time or, you know, whatever. But but that is what made my living for three years. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, should we abolish those terms completely? What What do you think? I think um, the thing is maybe, 
maybe just instead of abolishing the terms, because I was talking to some black friends of mine earlier, and they were saying more that more so that as black people, we can't find black porn that's for us necessarily with the terms that exist. Those terms are maybe like uh, white born tor- terms um, that speak to white people and their the desires. Gaze. Yeah. And through, yeah, that's what I was trying to say through the white gaze. And it's like through their uh, desire. So like BBC is not something we would be looking up. We might be looking up big black dick or like black dick or even my oh, friends so were saying like the word hawk. Yeah. That's not, I even, I was in like, I was 17 when I heard that word and I was like, what is that? Like, we don't use that word as black people in our culture. We use dick usually, you know, if you're saying you cock, know, it's maybe because you are fucking with a white person or a non-black person. And Also, something. correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I feel like growing up in rap, cock meant pussy. Yes! Didn't little Kim say that? Yeah, wait, okay, hold thank on. thank you. Thank you. So, I had to real, see, <laughs> I we even had to reprogram our minds. So it's possible, people. It's possible. so yeah so i can see why just by using the word cock alone is completely like quote-unquote proof that it is through the white gaze yeah so maybe like those terms don't necessarily have to go away but like if you know you're looking up like interracial you're gonna say bbc and you know you're looking up a black guy fucking a white girl Mm -hmm. or or a non-black girl because they're the ones Mm -hmm. using bbc as the term but they like maybe if you said black hookups as a term or a lookups, then you know it's two black people, you know, mm-hmm. or even the term ebony. No fucking black person uses the term ebony. That is so beyond strange. It sounds like something out of like a Jigaboo 1970s exploitation movie, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it does. I think, I think um, I on Pornhub, the black girls fall under ebony. I, I believe that is the name of the category. Um, and I mean, like, would you say that collectively, like you guys are grossed out by that? Yeah. It feels like a a weird skeevy old dude saying it to us who Mm -hmm. doesn't respect us and who wants us to sit on his lap for money. That might be okay Mm -hmm. for some people, but I mean, as a general whole, that's not what my sexuality is. Mm -hmm. That's not what my sexuality is as a black woman. I, I what think, what like, do you think? <laughs> what should be the category? Like, what what do you if if you were to like create a tube site, let's say, like, and like you and you know, as much as like I think in in a perfect world there would be no categories, right? right? Like you would just go on and like watch the porn that you like to watch. But like, like for now, that's not the world we live in. For now, we are living in a world where someone goes onto a porn site and wants to search the exact thing that they're looking for. And right now, when they want to see a black girl, they're searching Ebony or BBC or IR. Like, what do you think, like, what would be the, what is a term you would feel good about? I mean, there's been some issues with some people saying the word girl is like, you know, it's like infantilizing people. Mm -hmm. We should say Mm -hmm. women. I could go either way. And I'm so guilty of that. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I'm guilty of that too, because I could literally go Mm -hmm. either way. I could go black girl or black women. If that was the search mm-hmm. term, I, I would know what I'm looking at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to get into the other debate because that's a whole nother topic. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I can go either way. If it said literally black, that wouldn't offend me. Yeah. As a search term. Ebony is just like weird. 
I don't know. Yeah. It feels like I'm going to see like old porn too, like not current. It really does feel outdated. It's like saying lady or something. Right? Yeah. Like I don't want to see that. I want to see sluts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Black sluts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely totally get that. And it's like, it's crazy that like, it's great that we're having these conversations now. I don't even mean you and me. I just mean like as an industry. Yeah, people but everywhere are talking. crazy that like, like I've never been asked what I want to be called in a scene ever. Yeah. What would <laughs> you labeled. like to be called or labeled? I mean, you know, like this is something like I'm, I don't even know, to be honest. And like, I'm in a person, personally, I'm in a place where like, I, I'm just waking up to all of this. I don't even know how I feel about stuff for myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to take in all the information. I'm trying to educate myself. I haven't really like even, I'm not there yet. I'm not even at the place where I'm sitting down and thinking like, what does it mean to be an Asian American woman in porn? I'm not there yet. And, and you know, also like it's not to like shit on my own people, but like, it's not as urgent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. um, Yeah. Because I think a lot of, this comes down to, to the labeling and maybe the categorization is kind of contributes to the subliminal dehumanization people have in their minds and can put in their minds about black people. Like we're just black bodies. We're just little like things to fuck around with, to Mm -hmm. fuck, to beat up, to throw, Mm -hmm. to beat down, to throw in jail, to fuck. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just like, we're just like, it, it just, I think if they give like us objectified to a whole other level. Yeah, yeah. Not even just as a sex worker or a porn star. Yeah, yeah. And I just I just feel like if those terms were just broadened, not even removed, like I said, just broadened, it would give more nuance to what the black experience is. Oh, because this is one of the things that's so funny. Um, me and a fellow black friend were recently discussing the fact that there are probably, and most definitely way more than 13% black people in America, because first and foremost, most black people do not fill out forms in America. We're like sketched out by that shit. So I am also one of the people that didn't even fill out my census form correctly. So that's already one less black person in America being a no, can I, tell you I got that census thing in the mail and I literally had to ask my husband what it is and do I have to do it? And yes! he, was like, it, he was like, it's super important. Of course you have. He was horrified that I didn't even like, I, like I almost threw it away. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I thought it was, it was like, like you know what I thought it was thing, like right? I thought it was that thing that like the TV networks send out to see like to take like a survey of who's survey. watching what. Yes, that's what. It <laughs> I thought it was that's like funny. a version of that. I mean, it looks like that. Yeah, like it's not important. No big. Yeah. But yeah, um, something scared me and they said they were going to send someone. So I was like, all right, let me just fill this out like whatever. And nobody's going to come over here. But yeah, I just like it dawned on me. I was like, yeah, there's probably like way more close to like 30% black people in America, you know, because when I go around and look in the world and I've been, you know, from East to West Coast, um, mm-hmm. East to West Coast. no, but um, I've seen more than 13% black people. Mm-hmm. Um, around so that kind of number doesn't really make sense I think we're more abundant than that and I think in uh, the abundance that we do represent sorry I'm getting off track um s- us being represented better in porn 
would probably trickle down to us being treated better in life uh, and in the world. Um, I've been treated like poor little dumb black little dumb girl slut by so many older white men in the world, even before porn happened. And I didn't kind of start to realize, oh, maybe this, some of this treatment comes from the way they see black women in porn, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're so powerful. And I don't think we're given the, those kinds of roles to like express the power that maybe some of our fans would even want to see, um, expressed too. I'm sure you could even say the same for Asian women. You guys are like goddesses and like fierce as fuck. And I don't think you get those kinds of roles that really like exemplify that the way, um, people really like might fantasize about us. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And like you touched on that, but like, what do you, I, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is like, how much do we as the porn industry, like how much do we influence, you know, trends in the world or like how people see people of color, how people see women, how people see sex, like how, how much of that, you know, like, like, are we these trendsetters? Like, are we, we I don't freakishly trend, trendy to people and freakishly influential in a way that, people are not ready to even talk about or admit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cause we can't even, we're not even in a place where we can admit we're watching porn. We can, we just started admitting women masturbate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about skin diamonds influence on just general society. Do you know how many girls had their half shaved head during that time period when she was at her peak? That came from mm-hmm. a porn star, that haircut, that off the wall hairstyle, that like, Nobody on earth would touch because like who on earth would shave the side of their head half of their head for that, you know? Yeah. So and I'm just true. like, like people try to deny the influence that porn stars have, but I think it's very evident, even like yourself. Um, there's a lot of people that, uh, in my family or that just know your name. Like, it's just like, you're like the porn star name. Like they just go to you and I'm just like, yes. Okay. It's just like, I don't know. It's just so funny. Um, how uh, infiltrated in people's psyches we are because even like old school porn stars, for instance, I'll look at their, um, you know, some of them, if they still have Twitters or whatever, and their fans, they remember the exact moment when they stumbled across them. The exact mm-hmm. moment, the exact scene. And I'm just like, I don't even know if like Hollywood stars have fans to this, you know, degree sometimes. That's really, really true. And then also like, also like, I, I feel like the Bush trends always follow porn. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like yeah. we, in porn, we knew Bush was back like, like a full year before the rest of the world knew it. We've already been doing it, baby. Yes, exactly. Like it's been a thing. And even, yeah, even when before, when the bush wasn't happening, that because that's because back then girls were all shaving the, the you know, the area clean. It was like the clean right. look. And the real world felt that was actually very like risque and mm-hmm. very slutty, I think <laughs> is how, how the rest of the world saw it until they were all doing it too. And we had just done it first but like that makes me think that like we you know I I think it's pretty much fair to say that 90 99% of us that got into porn myself included did not get into porn for any kind of politics for any kind of 
responsibility to be any kind of role model or any of that, right? Like That's what's so crazy is I was just talking to Anna Fox about that the other day. I was like, um, I did not get into porn to be like a freedom fighter. I just don't know how this happened because I literally um got, you know, the dirty 30 thing was like a gift to myself, almost like as a joke. It was like, you know, no one else is going to give me the kind of sex I want or the life I want. Like, let me just do this. Ha You know, fuck society. Yeah. Like, you know, like it was not like serious. Like I am going to reform and reshape the hearts and minds and loins of people across the lands. No, it, like, I don't know how I got here, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been like forced into this position it's, yeah just like someone said that, that that like quote recently and I was like I guess that's the way I've been feeling is like if not us who if not when mm. like if not now when and I'm just like I guess that was the way I was feeling because you know things that were being brought up you know with um, the regulations and thing was how I got started and even giving a fuck about all of this because I realized mm-hmm. like, Oh, if these regulations go through, then I can't even do this wonderful job that I'm starting to love right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it got me into it. It got me activated and it just got me more and more political as, as the years continued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think like, like, you know, I think you were on this call with Ricky Johnson the other day and and he said something that like really, really resonated with me and I, ca- I can't forget it. And it's just that he was saying porn is supposed to be a fun job. We yeah. go to work and we get to come like this is supposed to be a fun yeah. job. Like it's not su- we're not supposed to be fighting for our rights or fighting for equality or right. any of that shit. Right. right. Like it's um, fighting for humanity, like just recognized our humanity too sometimes. Um, yeah, I honestly, I, I'm just, I'm really like excited to see just a little bit more fair treatment in the way porn stars are seen as like business people, because that was another thing too. We are a lot more business savvy than the average American, than the average mm-hmm. person, um, that just goes to work and clocks in and goes home. Nothing against that, but we like manage so much from the taxes to the business things that are constantly being thrown at us. Um, there's a lot of hoops to jump through just to become, just to be and maintain being a porn star. So, mm-hmm. I mean, props to anybody that does this work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and we're freelancers. Yeah. So that's like what I mean. by default, it's like, we're doing a lot of shit and managing a lot of shit that like most people definitely don't have to. Right. No, they wait for the check to come in. They go, they clock in, they clock out. Yeah. You know, we, I always say like when I'm not working, I'm always like maintaining myself for work for the next time I'm working. Yeah. You know, like whether yeah, it's like work, working out, mm-hmm. eating healthy, um, you know, maintaining your look where their nails, hair, face, everything else that's going on or getting new outfits and all of that stuff. It's all maintenance for the next time you're in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then also, like, that doesn't even get into, like, how we maintain our brands, right? Which is, like, social media. Every time we send a tweet, that's part of our brand, Yeah, so, like, even the time it takes to, like, think of something to say, the right picture to post and take, and, you know, getting all of that set and move shit out of the way so there's not crap behind you, and just everything that goes into it. It's it's a lot. It's a whole branding, a full branding, like, top to bottom, vertical branding. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a lifestyle. It's crazy. Damn. (laughs) Um, So, like, I know you You've been like crazy busy because, you know, with with all the protests and all this um, 
you know, progression, I guess you could say that we've been seeing, like, I know that you are kind of, you're kind of the go-to person, I would say, right? <laughs> like when it comes to like, I mean, just like social justice in general in porn. Um, uh, maybe I you mean, don't would, want that title. Maybe you don't that, want that gig. It, I don't mind that. Someone else told me that earlier this week. It's kind of flattering. So thank you. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I, I mean it as nothing but flattery. Um, yeah, I try and keep people aware of what's going on. I try and keep myself aware of what's going on. I try and respond to what's going on and mm-hmm. and just um, show sympathy and empathy along the way. There's so many things, too, that people are speaking out against uh, or about on the timeline that maybe I haven't even experienced, but I still mm-hmm. want to be um, a sympathetic ear or sympathetic person if they need someone to talk to. So for sure, it, it's just and like, what, wild. What do you think? Like, I mean, there's no way that porn is going to come out of this the same. It's already changing, you know, like the Asians have already all put out a statement saying, you know, they won't, they will no longer accommodate these like quote unquote IRAs. IRAs. Rates. That's rate. been the source um, of a lot of people's, you know, issue with this is the fact that IRAs can get charged, but only one person benefits from it. Like not even the other performer, the black male would get part of the IRA, just the white or non-black female performer. Mm-hmm. And then adversely non-black or black female performers have no rate they can charge more for. So, mm-hmm. and is it true? I can take this out and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but like, is it true that black female performers get paid less than let, like, let's say the average white or non-black female of the same, like same, I guess. I would say that when you're up and coming new black female talent, there are definitely going to be moments where you're going to be offered an insulting rate and it's up to you to take it or not. And it's up to you to balance or measure if this is going to boost your visibility more. And if that low rate is worth it, because that's really what it has come down to. Um, As far as across the board, I don't think, anybody gets offered less than the standard boy girl rate. If they mm-hmm. do, I don't know. That might be bad negotiating on their part because mm-hmm. um, it just, I don't know. There, there are moments, but I think those have come with those budget producers, like you said, that try and really mm-hmm. lowball black girls, like shamefully without shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and is it do like have you ever felt like if I don't take this gig for less than what I would like to charge, I won't work? Like, have there been? I, I mean, porn is a job like that in general, right? Like, I've always told people getting in, like, yeah, there are going to be months where you think you need a real job. Yeah, there might be. There was times when I definitely like took like super low rates for girl girl scenes. I always tried to at least get a thousand for a boy girl because I felt like anything less than a thousand was like really crazy. Um, I think like once I did like 700 cause they were like swapping part of the footage with me. And also I like wanted to fuck Isaiah. So I was like, yeah, like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like that would be a personal reason when I would like, okay, I don't care if I'm like taking a low rate. I really want to fuck this person. I don't even okay. care. You know? I mean, same. So, you know, like I think of it yeah. more of like, I would hook up with this person for free anyways. This yeah. is a little bonus on top. So yeah. instead I mean, of like fucking my mental up and being like, I'm getting charged a lower rate and get all bitter and get all hurt and feel all de- degraded or something, you know, I, I try yeah. to mentally flip it. So I'm like, 
all right, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, no. And that's, I mean, I think any human being can relate to that. Like I, I've done scenes for free, like even, and you know, was that a good business choice? Absolutely not. But yeah. I wanted to do it. You know, yeah. I, I don't feel like I was taken advantage of. It like, was I, your choice. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was my choice. Um, yeah. I think really what it meant might come down to, instead of like being offered lower rates, it's we don't have the opportunity to make as much money. So mm. that's really what it comes down to. Per is that month, the volume of work? Yeah, volume of work. Per month, I won't get booked as much as a white girl would. And it's so frustrating sometimes because you try as a, a black woman, woman of color, especially just to like really make yourself like pop and make your look, you know, head to toe, top to bottom, just right and, you know, perfect and pristine. And then you see sometimes girls that are not of color, and they literally have like busted fingernails and toes yes. and they may not even speak proper English because they were like raising some like crazy ass hillbilly, crazy ass hick town. And they are mm-hmm. getting booked like five times a week. And that's very insulting to someone that really gives a fuck about the way they look and perform and like bring to the table. I just don't mm-hmm. understand why there's room for more of that and less of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's not why? always, yeah, why? And why, why you know, yeah, you know, like, why are there these weird stories of like incest? So then once it's incest, automatically everybody has to be white because we're all related, mm. you know, mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. we're like, I've never done an incest scene. I see so many white performers complaining about the amount of incest scenes they get booked for. I'm like, baby, at least you're getting booked. There's no way black people could be a part of that unless they do like a mixed incest scene. And then like, what? Cause that doesn't really make sense. Cause I don't know. Maybe that's not even like part of the black fantasy is that whole incest stuff too. Oh, you know? true. I mean, I, personally, I have an incest fantasy. I don't, uh, you know, I understand that that's a controversial statement, but that being said, I think it's okay to have controversial fantasies. And right. one of mine is like, I would love to have a brother to fuck. Right, I'm an only child. I can say oh, that. Oh, okay. But, so you don't even like, have anything to base that off of. So that's not like, as freaky, actually. Yeah. No, it's not that freaky. Yeah. No, no, no. It's but, not. It would be freakier if you had a brother and you were like, yeah. Oh, also, also, it would, it would, like, for the record, it would be consensual. Just want to put <laughs> okay, that out there. Okay. Um, but like, also, like, but I'm with you. Like, I've never been booked for incest anything because yeah. there are literally like, no who Asian have a fucking brother, Asian brother. Who would you fuck? Who? who would I fuck? Like, like just like Asian sisters, I guess that they don't even do that. Maybe though. a blow bang yeah. at best <laughs> is what would happen. But like, <sighs> but yeah, it, it's that's so true. And like, so there. I can only speak for like the Asian side, but like for me, I remember always thinking like, okay, like being Asian is kind of cool because it's like I'm going to be put in every Asian movie because there's just no Asian performers, right? And there's always enough to make one movie. And then also, in addition to that, like, you know, when when they make a white movie, they're going to throw in a token. Yeah. Right. Like one girl. Token black, token Asian, mm-hmm. token minority, I yeah. should say. T- token person of color. Yeah. And maybe I'll get that work, too. And like now looking back, like and that's genuinely how I felt at the time, even maybe as recently as like two months ago. Yeah. But like now I'm kind of like, no, that's actually like very limiting in work because like all these other white girls get to be in every movie. Yeah. Just any random movie, like all the time. And I'm just like, 
not able to be like somebody's, um, I don't know, teacher yeah, <laughs> or somebody's like, um, whatever, just the standard, especially when it's the standard, um, scenario kind of movies, like oh, be people dating, like why, why yeah. can't we just be part of the people dating people yeah. interracially date in real life and not along, um, such rigid color or, lines or not interracially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Could just be two black people. Yeah. yeah. Um, why have you? I personally, I've never asked, and I've never gotten a like a explanation for why there can only be one Asian girl per movie or, or one person of color. Like, have have you ever inquired? Uh, no, I've never really asked. I just always like figured I understood the answer was because that's the way it is, you know? Right. Um, right. Because like that's I, I think not we the way can, I would like it to be. <laughs> we can objectively say that it's not in the it, it's not because of the numbers. It's not because of the sales. Because like even at Pornhub, Asia, both Asian and you know Ebony, which Ebony, is yeah. the current you know what we call it right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that'll change. Um, those are in the top ten every year. I noticed of that categories too. and searches. I noticed that um, too. Ebony is actually number three in the U.S. Exactly. So, so it's not a numbers thing. It's not that people aren't looking for it or people don't want it. Yeah. That's not an excuse. Yeah. So the excuse when it came down to it, once I kind of dawned on me, was that um, maybe the distributors are the ones setting these standards because those mm-hmm. are the people that are going to eventually help the, the producers make the money that they're trying to make. And if the distributors are saying these are the standards and they're like rigid, outdated, um, racially segregated standards, and this is what we've still been dealing with. If nobody really kind of takes that to task as well. So it's like bigger than what a lot of people even realize. Cause everybody's like, it's the directors. No, they're mm-hmm. here. It's the studios. No, they're here. It's the producers. Mm-hmm. No, they're here. It's the tube sites. No, they're here. It's the maybe actually the distributors because they're setting the standards saying we can't accept this because it doesn't have this, this, and this. And I don't know how to reach that area of the 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 chain, but from what yeah. I've been hearing from a lot of different people, it comes down to, oh, well, if I make this movie and then they, I can't distribute it or if they won't buy it, then blah, 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 blah. I don't know if everyone's just passing the buck, um, but I feel like everyone can also hold each other to a higher standard as well. Do you even feel like, I mean, this, these distributors that we're talking about are DVD distributors, right? Uh, yeah, from what I'm understanding, yeah. I mean, those people are like, kind of no offense, but on the way out. Like, I would DVD think so. is not really them anymore. <laughs> yeah it's not really a thing and that's why i'm like are we just holding on to old standards because that's what was just set in place and that's just what we're used to and no one's mm-hmm. really rethinking the process that's the thing with porn we have to always be rethinking yep. the process um and we haven't been for a long 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 time i mean i think in one way it is incredible like you said with you know when we were talking about the fsc like it's incredible that porn was illegal until not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, so to see exactly. how far we've come, like, in those terms is pretty amazing. But also, like, also what you said, we haven't been rethinking shit for a while now. And, like, you know, like, even the way we look at trans people in our industry, right. the way we look at people who do both gay porn and 
straight porn. Um, a lot of that is like really just really archaic. It is. And it's, again, it's limiting in the way performers can express themselves and the way that they can possibly reach new fans or new audiences. And I don't think it's good for sexuality as a whole. Um, yeah. I think if we allowed porn stars to kind of help reshape and reform the actual industry itself, we, we are the people that are the sexual superstars, you know, not the distributors, not the people at the desk, even though they write checks, they are awesome, you know, at marketing and all of this other good stuff. Mm -hmm. But we're the people that understand sexuality and connection with each other on that wild level that we're able to share it with each other so freely. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be wise to listen to us in the way we want to express things, because I think what we put through on the camera really speaks to other people out there more than we know. Cause like I said, the mm -hmm. fact that there's like old school fans or fans of old school porn stars that can remember the exact date and moment that that like woman activated their sexuality. That's insane. You know, that's like a lot. That's like their sexual awakening that we're responsible for in a lot of people. And also one of the, my gay friends even told me that was like where he realized not like where he, but like, he grew, he grew up in a small town and there's no gay community. So for him mm -hmm. watching gay porn was his gay community. That's where he felt accepted and wanted. He felt like a person seeing gay men hook up with each other in a, you know, loving sexual desirable way. And I think that's real when you're a black woman, you want to see yourself desired in the way you want to be desired. When you're a fat woman, you want to be desired and like loved on and like fucked the way you want to be fucked, not like pity fucked or like joke fucked or like this right. other cruel shit. That might, yeah, the other yeah. Cruel shit that might have been done in the past because it was done through this like jerky white male gaze. We need to be open to more gazes because we really affect people's um, view of themselves sexually in the world. That being said, like, do you, do you, is there, I, I think it's absolutely disgusting that like 99% of BBW porn is that cool shit that you yeah. speak of. It's not like celebrating a woman for being like so much woman, you know, like yeah. it's not, it's, it's not the things that like we do find sexy about fat women, right? Right, right. Um, and it is humiliating. That being said, like, is there, is there a space in porn for that? Like, is there, or, or even take race play, for example, like I personally don't take those scenes that are degrading toward Asian people just, and, and I don't mean like not to mistake that with stereotyping because I do do those scenes. Yeah. But like, what I mean is like, I won't speak in an Asian accent because yeah. I feel like they're making fun of me, for mm -hmm. example. Right. And like, I, I, I'm not, I don't think that there's no space for those things in porn personally, just me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just don't do it because I don't feel sexy doing it. And yeah. for me, like at this age, I'm doing porn because it makes me feel sexy. Yeah. I like doing it. I want to have fun. I want to have a good time. I need to feel empowered by it to feel good about it. Yeah. Um, but like also, you know, like I, I do wonder if like, is, policing fantasies a slippery slope uh that's also one of the things i started wondering too because um 
sometimes I have taboo fantasies that are kind of like, um, not really taboo fantasies, but like, okay, I like watching, what is that one thing? I can't even remember what it's called because I try and like log out because I'm like, oh, it's so freaky. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Anna DeVille is in it and it's like some European. Oh my God. I love the that family. Shit. Oh my God. Family. What is it? Ooh, I think it's called the perverse family. Yes, it's so bad. Ah! Lotus. <laughs> that shit is disgusting. It's like the worst thing I mean thing it ever. as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> it's so gross uh, and nasty yeah, and I, I can't stop watching looking. it i want to see more and so uh, i <laughs> so like you know, i don't want to i don't want to limit yeah. fantasies in any way right right and and that's a great example of something <laughs> that is well you know pretty much i can say objectively disgusting yeah. for most people it's yeah. incest and it's 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 not just incest it's, it's like, gross they're like, disgusting they're dirty <laughs> and we're not saying this in the like porn way they are literally in dirt like yeah it's not through. nasty like ass to mouth it's nasty like ass to mouth and there was shit on it and they're like eating food at the table <laughs> it's just it's so even the way it's shot and lit is disgusting it's so disturbing but it, but it it's also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> right? the most beautiful, disgusting, disturbing art of like sexuality I've ever. It's so different. Right. So if it's there was so limits, that would not exist. That would not exist. Or like, or even take like a rape fantasy. Right. Those of us with rape fantasies, I myself am one of them. I don't want to be raped, but <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy rape fantasies and, and, you know, there's a lot of different theories on that. And I, I think some of them have validity to it. Like, I, I think, you know, women have been oppressed sexually for so long. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it is a way for a lot of women to enjoy being sexual when we think about a situation where we have no control. I, I yeah. think that is like, there is validity to that, but it's morally wrong. It's yeah. ethically very, very fucking I mean, wrong. Girl, I have, that not I have. We could cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I have fantas- like slave fantasies. Like I'm a black right. slave in the right. old times fantasies. Ugh. And should that you can't exist. even explain yeah. that to black people? Like I don't know. I don't know if they can. I don't know. It's just. I think it also comes down to sexuality is nuanced. It's yeah. not black and white. And yeah. I don't mean by race. I mean, it's not, it's not clear cut. It's yeah. so nuanced and, and we can't, I'm, I'm very like, listen, I would never call someone the N word in a porn scene. I think that's disgusting. Yeah. However, I don't know. Like maybe there is, there are pe- there is a, a black guy out there that wants to watch that, and I I don't want to. And that's judge the thing too, that. because like some of these white girls that do do race play, they say they have like black male fans that want them to say all this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. like what the fuck can I say if what that's what gets right? that full hard? Like I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm definitely not part of that fantasy. So how can I even speak on it? I don't know. Like, yeah, we don't want to like kink shame. Yeah, that's like, its own thing. I as a black woman am not part of that black man's fantasy wanting a white woman to call him that. So what do I even have to say about that? Mm-hmm. That would be like black men speaking on my fantasies, which they have shit nothing to say about my fantasies. Right. They involve them, you know? I would never want some 
third party to come in and be yeah. like, you can't think about think race. This. Or, yeah, like, it's, that's... Unless no, it's, like, you know, like, the three, like, obvious terrible things, you know? Like, you know... Children. Yeah, obviously. or, like, what is the other one with animals? I can't remember. Animals. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, you know... Yeah, like, it, it's, uh, it's... I don't so... like limiting other than those areas. Yeah, it, it feels dangerous. And it feels like, and I do think that porn might be like a safe outlet for a lot of things. Yeah, and exactly. It, it, I don't know what the answer is to that. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like, perhaps, like, not that I would ever be comfortable or feel sexy doing it. But like, perhaps like, if I were someone who could do that, like, maybe if porn like that is going to be made, maybe like, if, 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 a black race play type scene is going to be made. Perhaps a black person should capitalize on that. Yes. They, they should be the one making it. it. Yeah. They should right. be the one making it. They should be the one making the money. It would be horrific if a white person wrote it and created it and was like the one making the money off of this like race play story totally. that involved black people. It just the power dynamic. Which is, which is proper, which is what's going on with blacked. Yeah, in, in a way, that's been the yeah, that's, that's the criticism, and I guess that's the problem. Is yeah, and I if you're gonna tell black stories, yeah, and not even responsibly, it should be black people capitalizing. Yeah, yeah so yeah, there's been very much that's been the discussion point is um mm -hmm. not enough black involvement in an area where you're literally like writing black stories and telling their stories and capitalizing off their bodies and images mm -hmm. so we'll see what they do yeah do, do you There's feel um like do you do you feel this is a positive moment uh i do i do i think things can only get better i mean unless people are fucking psycho and evil and like literally go completely the other way and like be like racist as fuck which mm -hmm. I can't imagine anybody would want to do right now. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, I do think this is a positive moment. It sucks that things are brought to light in the midst of so much, you know, pain and agony in the actual streets of the world and America mm -hmm. with black lives um, and black lives matter. But I mean, at the same time, is this not the moment that so many people have wanted? For, to be listened to, to be taken seriously, to act, to be asked at the table, like what changes and and um, solutions we would like to be seen implemented. So mm -hmm. I am hopeful because it feels different than other moments of protest or civil unrest. Like this feels like I'm actually being consulted and listened to. And other Black friends and people of color friends have said the same thing that they've been felt like this is more of a reckoning than they've ever felt. Um, just across the board, not just the porn industry, but like so many things being brought to light that people are not going to stand for anymore. And, and I'm mm -hmm. happy for that energy being out in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what it really be like such a down to is like making the world more comfortable for everybody else and less comfortable mm -hmm. for racist and like mm -hmm. abusive people. Yeah. Like, what, like it's been comfortable for them for all this time. Let's reverse mm -hmm. things and make the world 
more uncomfortable for bigots and racists and awful people instead of protecting mm-hmm. them. And that's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Yeah. I mean, you're a mom. Do you feel like by the time your kid is an adult, like, do you, do you feel, will the world be so much better? Uh, I think it'll be so much different. I can't ever think of if things will be better because who knows we thought maybe in the 1950s the world would be better by now and things are better in ways but then also very much the same and not improved in some sort of even worse the fact that they're not improved and it's like so many years later Mm -hmm. um so I I don't know if things are going to be better but I do think that there might be a lot more consciousness and a lot more tools that were never available before so you know, people don't have to suffer as much because even now people didn't have these like psychological outlets like or tools to even understand what I am experiencing is trauma or what I am experiencing is this like back before people would just lash out, you know, and oh, yeah. that bitch is crazy, you know, or yeah. you know, whatever the issue would be, you know, it would just be kind of like not dealt with. And now people are dealing with their shit. So hopefully things will be better. I, I'm, I'm always an optimistic person, you know? So I just think that today's kids won't have as many hangups as we had back then. Do you think that, um, is true also about porn and sexuality in general? Like, do you think, yeah, will, will porn and sex in general be more accepted in the world? Like by the time our kids are uh, I hope so. And I think so, because there's so many more out and open sex workers even today um, mm-hmm. with not sure. just people being porn stars, but people online that are like now flooding the OnlyFans scene and, and that yeah. kind of um, subscription site service stuff. So I think just the the nature of sex work is changing to be more open so more people can access it. So more people are going to be in other people's lives that they know as sex workers. And therefore it just kind of naturally progresses into like an acceptance. I would think that's like, even with all this Corona stuff, like I'm thinking like companies are not going to have the luxury of being like, you have an OnlyFans, you can't work here because <laughs> like with this global pandemic, a lot of people right. are starting OnlyFans. Yeah, they have or, to do their you know, side hustles to make make, make work, you know, make rent, make it happen. Uh, I would hope that that's not something that holds people back. I have heard in like some conservative areas, there's girls that got fired for having an OnlyFans, but Mm -hmm. I just think the more that gets known that this kind of discrimination happens and it's unfair and it's for no fucking reason Mm -hmm. that it will become more widely accepted because well, it it's also that thing of like just, you can always empathize with someone you know, right? <laughs> right like yeah, if, yeah. When, when someone you know in real life, I mean, that's even, I mean, even take like you know people who are might be anti-gay. Yeah, there you, you go. know they that have a real you. life gay person in their life, and suddenly they can empathize. Yeah. And I think that are, are we next? <laughs> like, the, I think you know as sex workers, like the more of us that there are in other people's real lives, like you just said, the more people will be able to see we are real people. Yeah. We deserve bank accounts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you we know, can run um, businesses, so we can also accept loans. Like, there's no big risk mm-hmm. that is assumed because we're not 
in this like pimp territory that people assume we are, we're literally so independent. Mm -hmm. It's like the complete opposite. We're so independent and far removed from any kind of like pimping and over, you know, you know, overseeing that it, it would be remarkable for people to come into our world for just a little bit and understand, you know, what, what we really are capable of. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, when it does comes to like your kid and sex, like how, how do you talk to them? Cause I think your kid is a little bit older. Yeah. The, right? They're 12 now. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. So yeah. that is like a, Almost a teenager. That's the exact age I'm afraid of. Basically. <laughs> like, I know, what, right? Have you guys had talks about sex or porn or your job or any of that yet? Uh, yeah, I did that at 10. I was building them up to it because I, I, what age were they when I entered the industry? I guess they were four, five, something like that, mm-hmm. around four or five. Um, and so I knew, like, even then, I was a very sexual person. So I, you know, let them know about their parts and their own body autonomy. It started like that. And then it kind of each age range, you kind of progress with more tangible ideas of like what lovemaking is, what love is, how babies and people are created, what sex means. You can be clinical about it with the kid. You can say like, you know, two privates match up and then, uh, a sperm and an egg goes together and then a baby is growing inside the belly. They can understand simple concepts if you're mm-hmm. not overcomplicating them, worried about terms or I don't know, like if you're worried about it being perverted or nasty or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think adults overthink. Um, and then by the time they were 10, they were ready for the talk. I just, you know, let them know, hey, uh, you might hear this word porn at school or you might hear people say the word slut and stuff like that about certain things. And this is what these things mean. And porn is where I work. It's also riddly called the adult industry. But porn is what people are going to call it. So when you hear that word, I don't want you to get scared. I want you to know what it means. And if someone mm-hmm. happens to see your mom on that and put it in your face and be like, look at Tron, I don't want you to be scared and not know that I was a part of this and this is what I do. I want you to let them know, yeah, that's mm. my mom. I know that's what she does. Now you have to deal with that. And put mm. it back on them because I want her to not be shook. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. Yeah, that that is my biggest fear right now. Yeah. <laughs> In life, I, I mean, I I definitely go back and forth between like feeling hugely empowered by it that I have this opportunity to raise a person who will be open to that, right? Yeah, and yeah. um, and like I am excited to like have, I guess, kind of like a say in like the future generations, and like I, I can only hope that you know I can do that well. But I'm also yeah, like I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes certain things are a little bit weird. Like maybe certain, like this one kid's parents, dad, like what was always looking at me strange. And like, he touched my hair all the mm-hmm. time. And I just always wondered like, does he know? Oh my God. But like, yeah. obviously I don't want to out myself and be like, Hey sir, do you know me or something? <laughs> yeah. Like I was always like, why is this fucking guy giving me so much attention? Ew. So like, <laughs> I don't know myself. I'm, I'm very conscious. Um, of uh, 
my whole Lotus Lane image and like I yeah. myself to be very Clark Kentish, very like subdued when I'm like doing kids stuff. I, I'm totally in like my ugly mom gear at that time. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, way, like mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. literally no, no hints of Lotus, you know, yeah. none, none of the fabulosity follows me. I mean, I don't even wear makeup. Um, yeah. As much as it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I think like yeah, I think like my biggest fear is like it's exactly what you're saying. I th- I think is like I'm not scared that my kid is going to judge me cuz yeah. I'm raising yes, him, right? Exactly. So, so you know what moral I'm not scared have. of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a sex positive person. My yeah. husband is super pro porn, pro sex worker, pro women. Yeah. Um that being said, what I am scared of is it's the other parents. It's like is my kid not going to be able to like have sleepovers because you know, the other parents aren't comfortable with like me or so. Yeah. I, I I definitely like, am I just going to put all those duties on my husband? I don't know. Like I, but yeah. So I'm always curious to see like how other mothers are dealing with it and you've been doing your whole career. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I guess I've just been very lucky. I have met outside of the industry friends that are just very accepting and open and supportive of sex work. Mm -hmm. That's why I am really uh, optimistic because Mm -hmm. maybe we only see what the trolls are saying because the trolls are the only ones that are going to say some dumb shit to us to throw us off. But there's people like my my homegirls outside of industry, even before meeting me that were already supportive of the sex industry. And that was very surprising Mm -hmm. to me. That's why they accepted me as a friend anyways, without Mm -hmm. hesitation, it wasn't a thing. So I I realized there are people out there that kind of are already following this sex positive movement. And, you know, I think that's wonderful because that, that can only mean more people are not going to feel afraid to just be themselves. But also, like, I can't imagine, like, you are, like, you're so fucking smart, you're beautiful, you're empathetic, you're kind, like, you always know how to say the right thing in the right way. Like, I just cannot imagine, like, anyone being like, "Mm, she's a sex worker. Like, I I just, (laughs) I can't imagine anyone saying that about you. Like, there's nothing offensive about you Uh, except for the fact that you're a sex worker I mean shouldn't be offensive but I I, I'm you know quite honestly the the, the only people that have been offended have been um the men that have tried to date me because I feel like they're just jealous of my lifestyle and what I've created for myself um Mm -hmm. those particular men were always um like those were the kind of like you know in a standard line this is the the way you do things in the world, like you go to work, you do this, you mm-hmm. do this. And I just like, I'm so all over the place that I think yeah, that, boring. that I am able to make this work. Yeah. I've never no, been hated on from outside girlfriends, outside women, only outside men. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, I feel like as an Asian performer, like speaking of other women, like I always felt like, when it comes to issues of like jealousy or um, cattiness, ugh, cattiness is such a gross word, but like <laughs> even just like, I, I don't know, like fighting with other women. Like yeah. I always felt like I was excused from that because I'm Asian. Right. And like on the Asian side, it's like, there's so few of us. Oh yeah. And, and that we're supportive of each other. Like we want to see each other succeed. And then on like the, the, the white side, I guess it's like, 
well, I'm not your competition. Like they don't see me as a threat. No, not at all. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, um, white girls don't even see me like Mm -hmm. in the room. Like, like, Mm -hmm. not only am I not a threat, I'm like not a body in the room. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. weird. Cause then if you're like not on their white girl level, then they don't even have to even talk to you. Cause like, what? Like, Mm-hmm. You no, know, I've gotten that treatment before. Um, it's weird and hard for with fellow black girls because there are few of us, but there are a few more of us. But there not, are more of you, you know, than there are of us. Yeah, there before. are a few yeah. more of us, but not as many as white girls, obviously, because there can't be because there's not enough work for us. So the few of us that are, it's like, yeah, some of us we are friends, and then some of us we have like a weird. There's this a bit of. Comp- competitiveness because we know there's only so many black girls that can be fit in a black girl movie. There's like four girls per movie, which four girls are it going to be, you know, there's always the top girl, maybe the next top girl. And like the other two spots, you know, all the other girls of the industry that are black, we're trying to get that spot. And that's not cool, you know, cause there's only one black girl movie per month or per quarter or whatever term they want to put on it. And, um, mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a black girl movie because it, it just, again, it's like, that's not the way I think people hook up in real life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, like, I, like I'm, I'm remembering now, like thinking back to all these moments where like people have told me like, we can't put you on the box cover because then it'll be an Asian, Asian movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same and, black girls too we, that we get told. And then it's a black movie. And I'm like, you know, what's so funny i just saw a box cover recently that said miami booty on it and it was a fucking black booty and it was all white girls fucking <laughs> that's and weird i didn't find the black booty on there that it right to. and i was just like what is this yeah what, yeah like what that's i don't even know what to do with that yeah it was it was weird it was probably a budget compilation but either way um I think that's part of it too. Like if the people that are creating porn as far as like the imagery and like setting up websites or, you know, just have a little bit more pride in your work and like make the spelling correct, you know, make the images match, make the stock image. If that's what it is, stock image booty, match the images on the, the fucking, like just have some kind of standard because then, I think consumers would have a little bit more of a standard to our work too. Could you imagine if mainstream Hollywood was as janky as porn in certain areas? They wouldn't be as, it wouldn't be as respected either. You know, movies were produced with the standard of some of like beyond the mainstream production, like some of the more like lower budget productions. It just, so if we kind of flipped things away, I know that money isn't there to do Hollywood budget movies mm-hmm. just a standard of work ethic that you have pride in what you're doing the people can send yeah. that the people will know oh things are you know spelled correctly they tag the right, right performer you know they give a fuck right right for sure but is the problem also that a lot of like these companies that shoot us in the niche things like don't have the money is that i i don't even know i, mean, I don't even know like how it's much not even about having you can you can be broke and give a fuck, you know, you can, you can still take two minutes of time to like, make sure things are just like, Mm -hmm. uh, just, I don't know. I, like I said, I think the consumers can sense when things are 
not cared for and when things are cared for. And when things are cared for a little bit more, I think the standard comes through and what the, the value holds for them too. For sure. No, no, you're right. You're right. Like it's, it's like you said, it's even in like the spelling or like have sex in a well-lit room. Yeah, even. yeah. <laughs> right? If you look all shoddy, then you're like, eh, this is not what you know. Yeah. I mean, like, like, I, yeah, I get it. I mean, my favorite porn is like watching dudes jerk off. And like, <laughs> I don't know if this is because I'm a woman or because I'm so type A or like, I, I don't know why this is, but like, I can't stand when like the dude's room is dirty. Ew, unless, no, I don't like unless it. that's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's the whole thing. It either has to be so disgusting or it's like, like, why didn't you just put your laundry in the hamper. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? Like, the, like the stupid shit like that. Like you see a full on pair of drawers, like opened up like, <laughs> there, like kick that shit out of the frame. Like why? Yeah. yeah. It would have taken you two seconds. I don't understand, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk. Oh, I did have one last question. Actually. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you like, so Pornhub is in a unique situation where like we at Pornhub don't produce, right? And like I think there have been so many conversations going on about like how we can produce in a way that is better to the black community and more representative and more um just good for the black community. And we've been having a lot of conversations about that. You know, you and I are in like some performers group chats. I know that you've been doing a million different Zoom <laughs> meetings with producers and and AVN and XBiz and all this stuff. But like, we haven't really like, I mean, maybe it's not as urgent, but like, we haven't really talked about the tube sites. And I'm just like wondering, like, what? What can Pornhub do? What can a tube site do? What like what is lacking there that um, we need to be better? And and maybe that's even to like the viewer. I think that um, maybe just like, maybe definitely those things that I had mentioned earlier about making sure that in the, the forums or the comment sections, or even like when viewers up or yeah, out, viewers upload movies themselves that in the, the descriptions and in the typing that certain words just are automatically blocked from being typed. Like, and those would be like the super negative racial uh, slurs, because I don't think, I don't mm -hmm. think seeing it and reporting it is enough because that already in itself is like a fucking traumatizing act, just like happening mm -hmm. upon something that is so degrading already, you know, like seeing if you see the N word in a description or the comment or mm -hmm. forum thing, I'm not sure if that happens there because I'm not like, like by the time you've reported it, the damage has, has been, been done. Cause you already saw that shit and you're like, Oh yeah. fuck, you know, like whatever yeah. crazy ass description they put or like, you know, just certain things like that. I think if they were like, just already stopped at the, um, before they're able to get published, that would help alleviate a lot of stress people deal with, um, mm -hmm. with having to report. And then you don't have to have moderators dealing with individual reports. It's already blocked mm -hmm. because you already know it's terrible and bad. Um, mm -hmm. so things like that, and maybe even like slurs, like the T word, like for trans women, um, maybe we can start getting people to start using trans women or trans lady or whatever other term, um, would be more appropriate that they'd feel better with. But I just think just the same way you said, like you and I used cock as like pussy before, like we, you can be reformed. Mm -hmm. You can be 
like retrained to use a word in a different way. For sure. Language is evolving for sure. Yeah. Why, why couldn't it evolve on a personal level too? Yeah. For sure. Like even on a more positive level where everybody feels like this word that is describing me represents me, you know, cause I'm sure like white men feel comfortable being called white men. But if we made up whatever fucked up term we thought was funny and hilarious, because that's what we see them as our little fucking mm-hmm. white boy slave, they wouldn't want mm-hmm. that as like their term or something, right. their search term. So it comes down to that people's humanity and respect makes, makes you feel good as a black woman searching up a term. If you're like, Ooh, mm-hmm. black woman, sexy, whatever show instead mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm, Ebony mm-hmm. sister, blah, blah, blah. That's, Mm-hmm, you know. mm-hmm. like why can't it why can't it just be the empowering thing rather than the degrading, degrading thing? like thing, why yeah. not that's what i want to do with the modern porn- pornography and i hope that's where we're moving is just like taking the sex world and industry from like a place of shame and degradation to like empowerment and like sensuality mm-hmm. And sure, you can still be shamed and degraded and humiliated if that's what empowers that's you. Yeah, right. it makes you feel good. But let's make yeah. people feel good. Like sex should feel yeah. good. And let's not make that the default. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you too. Where can people see you? I'll obviously put all that on social media too, but um, I am at I-T-S-L-O-T-U-S-L-A-I-N. So at it's Lotus Lane for Twitter and Instagram. And I have an OnlyFans, same thing, da- like backslash it's, own, uh, it's Lotus Lane. And then I have a Pornhub channel now too. Um, I'm just, my, my, my name, my stage name, Lotus Lane. <laughs> it's just, just, that, it's just literally actually Pornhub. me, not that it's just it, it, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hate that I did that to myself. (laughs) I have to explain it so much now. It's very like, dude, where's my car? Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you too for having me. Bye. Bye.